0: So, welcome back to the Lancaster School District podcast, School Buzz. The ideas and opinions expressed here are their own, not the official district approved message. This is a platform for the exchange of ideas and information. So our theme for this podcast is a tale of two schools. Tyler had come and talked to me about what they were doing, this new um, approach from having two schools work together, and I thought it was a great idea for an episode, Uh, so I kind of threw them in to the
1: podcast mix. I'll have them introduce themselves, so Michelle, go ahead. I'm Michelle Reynolds, and I am a 7th grade teacher at Fulton and Allsbury Academy of Arts and Engineering. I've been with the district for 14 years.
2: Hi, I'm Tyler Heckathorn. I'm a speech pathologist with Lancaster School District, and I work at Linda Verde Center, which is a school for students with not only uh, moderate to severe needs, but also that are medically fragile as well, and require the use of assistive technology in most cases to communicate appropriately.
0: So you told me that both of your schools work together, and those groups of children seem very different. How did this partnership start?
2: I'll go ahead and uh, (laughs) field that questions. So um, this is a passion project that I was interested in. Um, there's a lot of assistive technology that's available. Um, however, it's expensive or kind of hard to come by. Um, so what I wanted to do was try and find a way to bridge that gap and hopefully um, use our own student population to kind of serve that need in a way in um, kind of a full cir- circle nature where they would our students would be helping our own students. So um, I reached out to another uh, speech pathologist Rachel Holmes um, who put me in contact um, with Miss Reynolds and Mr. Cortez at Fulton and Allsbury and um, we just started a dialogue. We met and started talking about options and what we could possibly do to help um, not only fulfill the needs of my own students but also have their students um, have a built-in motivation to kind of work and help in order to provide those services and those tools for those kids.
0: Now when you say assistive technology, because not all of our our listeners are teachers, what Mm -hmm. does that mean?
2: So assistive technology or AAC, Augmentative and Alternative Communication, um, those types of things would be tools that are used for students who require additional supports. So they may be um, in the way of eating utensils, they might be in the way of switches or buttons, Um, they could be almost anything. In fact, uh, a pencil is assistive technology because that helps us communicate. Um, But these are more specifically tailored to students who have access challenges. Maybe they can't use their voice or maybe their um, hands or arms are more limited due to uh, diagnoses like cerebral palsy. So these types of students with more significant challenges um, would need the use of assistive technology in order to um, interact successfully in their environment.
0: Great, thank you for that explanation. So, tell me
1: how Fulton got involved with this. Okay, so Tyler and I had several meetings, and we talked about what we could where we could could go from here. And we invited him to come over and speak to the seventh grade uh, population about the needs that he just talked about. Uh, He came in with several uh, videos about the kids that he works with, really uh, let our students understand the need to help these kids be able to communicate in their own environment. And our kids just walked away with uh, a need, uh, uh, just a genuine uh, Fulfillment that they wanted to help these kids and they wanted to be a part of this project and they got excited about What am I going to be able to make that's going to help these kids communicate because we want them they're the same age Mm -hmm. So they felt this real kinship Uh, So yeah, that's where we went with it. I think that's
0: great You paired kids that were the same age with each other that they could see a need for what they were doing Uh, when the kids first got the idea of things that they were going to build or make uh, what was their excitement level? Were they like, oh, this is not a big deal? Or what, how do they feel about it?
1: Well, I we talked about some of the different projects that we could come up with. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, basically practicing it around using the 3D printers because we're able to create lots of different things on the 3D printers. So we start with the engineering process. I give them a project. There were several, like the stylus, the uh, device mount, the uh,
2: Key, guard. Key guards. Key mm-hmm. guards. So
1: they, I, I grouped them together. I gave them a project. Right away they wanted to know the kid's name that they were working for. They oh wanted to God. know the, the student's name. They wanted to have a face involved, which we didn't, weren't able to always provide. But, uh, but even knowing that their device might be able to help more than one student, motivated them on so they right away got their pencils out they started drawing they started going through the engineering process brainstorming researching they've got all their all their uh, research together. They talked about materials needed. They asked me, do we have to use the 3D printer? Can we make our own? Oh, of course, you can make your own. It's your project. And periodically, I'm checking in with them and seeing how their project's going. And they're just getting really excited about being able to present it and, and feel like it's going to be used and and,
2: and needed. And needed Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. So can you give me an example of a device that a child at, at Linda
0: Verde would need mm-hmm. to have
2: developed? Um, One of the simplest and yet probably most utilized would be a switch. Um, So a simple switch that would either be connected to a toy um, so that they could get kind of a cause and effect response, or it could be a switch that is attached to a voice output device and could convey a message. Um, I need help, or I need to go to the bathroom, those types of things. A simple message device. So those types of switches are actually fairly simple in their construction in terms of like the nuts and bolts of it, mm-hmm. um, but are still pretty cost prohibitive. <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> so um, so we provided um, some samples um, to Ms. Reynolds. She's came to the center um, a number of times, her and Mr. Cortez, and um, we took measurements. Um, they were looking at the different ways that they interact with the devices um, and just to see how, how the students could approach it and maybe Uh, create something similar and maybe even enhance it maybe um, look at it a different way and and, and see how they could possibly do that and that's something that i found particularly interesting and exciting is that because these students they're, they're they're young they're fresh minds and they're not necessarily thinking like well this is what everyone else has done Because they may not have had that exposure to these other types of assistive technology that are currently on the market, so their minds are completely open to what the possibilities could be. And that's what was really exciting Mm -hmm. to me, is how they could take that and use that, but, but not be limited anyway. Like, I need to make sure it's this size, or I need to make sure it works this way. That they could kind of approach it with a fresh, open pair of eyes and ears and think, hey, I can do this anyway, really as long right. as it meets the needs of my client.
0: And, and sometimes those people with an engineering background are too much experience or too right. much knowledge. We're limited sometimes because we put ourselves in a box of, well, we can't do it this way, or this is going to be a limitation, where kids don't have that, and no. so they'll try brand new things. So right. I, lo- I love that you had that.
1: Yeah, they they um, look at it like, you know, I can innovate this. This is not something I have to stick with. Why, why do we have to do it this way? It's, And they're innovating all their projects they're coming to me and they're what if we did this oh, well let me call Tyler and let's see if that's <laughs> going to work so. now g- give me an example of one of or one or two of the projects that the kids are developing right now okay so um, one of them a couple well they're working in groups so that helps because they're bringing in materials from home and they're they're doing it press me the most is a device mount so they've come up with uh, like um, a flexible metal tubing mm-hmm. that they've uh, that they've put on the inside a, a more stiff metal that can be turned and moved. So that the device, um, when it's set on the mount that they are making, can be flexible enough to move around either on a tabletop or from the floor or attached to the wheelchair. So that's one that they, that has suppressed me because I had no idea that they would be thinking about that flexibility and that need to maneuver it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are doing uh, key guards. So key guards will go on an iPad that will allow uh, one of Tyler's students to use a uh, stylus to hit certain keys but not accidentally hit more than one key. Okay. So it's a it's a real thin uh, cover of the iPad that allows them to communicate through the iPad mm-hmm. without inadvertently communicating more than one thing or right. and so the kids have just been great. They're they're making all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, now what have they what what specific things have they made with a three D printer? Was that the device um, that they're making, the key uh-huh. they're making the key guard. They're uh, making the key guard. Some, there, a couple of them are doing device mount. So they're, some of them are using the 3D printer. Some of them are coming up with their own metal or their own, their own way to do it with screws and and uh, connections. And so yeah, there' so all different ways yes. to do the do different
0: things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. And your kids have not gotten these projects yet, right?
2: No, not yet. Um, so this has been like a process we've been working on. <clears throat> so we started initial talks at the beginning of the year. Um, but then there were some things, just some fundamentals that the kids at Fulton and Allsbury needed to work through in terms of like the tools that they're using and, and the software that they're using, so they could be comfortable with that before we could go ahead and start getting into these Correct. projects. Mm-hmm. So um, probably was February, March. Uh-huh. We um, started. We started actually getting into getting the into the
1: projects. Uh-huh. Yeah. So
2: um, so that was when we we kind of on the front end was a lot of planning, a lot of discussing. Yeah. And then that allowed us to then be freed up so that by February, March we could actually start. Right. Hitting the ground running, getting some projects exactly. going, and working on those types of things. So they're currently in the produ- production, the, uh, the of engineering phase. For, yeah, for our, for our kids. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. um, we've been excited, very excited, because I've seen things here and there. So I'm ah. kind of excited to see how it all kind of comes together.
0: Yeah. So what's the plan to take the
1: devices over to Linda Berti Center? Well, we're doing the STEM showcase on, uh, next Wednesday, so hopefully we'll have uh, plenty of devices to show. The kids are basically presenting them uh, at the showcase, and after that, I we're going to be bringing them over to Tyler, and hopefully, maybe a few kids will... Be able to come over and see them in the works. If not we'll take pictures and the kids will be excited. So now you said STEM showcase, so is it that open to the parents to come in and see what the That's kids have f- designed? Sorry, the Fulton and Osbury stem uh um showcase. It's our basically our open house. Okay. So it's this Wednesday. So will they Next be presenting month. that to parents and showing what they yes. did? Yes, okay. mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So not
0: only designing, but they're also doing public speaking. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And they're going to they're gonna be showing how they started, how they re-engineered, what worked, what didn't work, how they changed it. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. White. I wish we could get Fulton-Alsbury
0: kids to go on a bus over to Linda Verde Center and see their projects being used because right. I think that just gives them so much more you know, experience of, uh, I, I actually designed this for somebody that's really right. going to use it, and right. those kids could make some connections. So right. I bet we could figure out some funds yeah. for that. That would be yeah.
2: great. I think that's something, like, um, talking about where we go from here, because this was kind of, I mean, it's, it's exciting and thrilling for me to have, like, be able to have this collaborative process, and for me, in my mind, I think, this is the pilot year. This is the mm-hmm. year just to kind of work it out and see, like, can this work, and right. if it does, then great. Then we we go from here, and I I mean it really feels like it is. It's um, a learning curve for right. us,
1: and implementation <laughs> right. has been a learning curve. Yeah, but. and so if, if we're planning on you know implementing it again next year, right? And we'll be a little bit more ahead of the game because we'll know where to start. Right.
2: Yeah, and so that would be something that I would definitely want to explore is the idea of having maybe some more face-to-face contact where um, they could kind of see those needs firsthand. um, Or or work some kind of an arrangement out where we might be able to do something like that because I think that would add just another level of connection between these two to these two peer groups um, right
0: and then maybe if we got some like webcams where the kids could talk back and forth during the year so they built those relationships you know that's something that we could definitely work out sure. so the kids have a, a better relationship so they know who they're designing for mm-hmm. now when you're doing this showcase are you taking pictures of this and putting them on a website so that people could go and see some of these inventions or uh, filming some of the kids talking
1: that was not the plan okay. the kids are doing their own uh presentation each group has their own presentation. Uh, I would love to do that I'll be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we
0: might be able to have, well, we've got a couple of toses in the district who may be able to go and film some of those things mm-hmm. and help you put together a website for that so that the public, if they wanted to see some of the devices that were built by kids, I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Right. You know, our mm-hmm. kids designing for our kids. Right. Um, sure. You know, in a podcast we can describe it, right. but they can't see it, right. so it would be really nice to be able to see some of the kids talk about their projects and, you know, have pictures of it and how yeah. they designed them.
1: Our principal, Dr. Gladfelter, is so good about adding stuff to our Facebook page, so I'm sure after the showcase there'll be plenty of stuff on the on the Facebook page, so if yes. you're interested, look mm-hmm. up Fulton and Alsberry's Facebook page and I'm sure you'll be able to see some things there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think Fulton just got another award recently. What was that award? We got it. <laughs> well, Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so fortunate to be teaching with the staff that I have there and our administration that we uh, got the California Distinguished uh, Schools Award yeah. so that was pretty exciting yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're very
0: very proud of you guys Thank and you. the work that you've been doing there Thank you. so and, and we're just thrilled with the partnership I just thought it was such a great collaborative mm-hmm. that I just wanted to share it with everybody because right. there's so many things going on in our district that no one knows everything and mm-hmm. when I hear something like that I'm like oh my gosh people need to know about this yeah. this mm-hmm. is just something we need to celebrate in our district of yeah. kids working together and really doing something relevant for mm-hmm. the lives of others. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Aww. it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tyler and Michelle, for coming on our podcast. We really enjoyed that. We have a community shout out for the Edwards Air Force Base. Chris Vander Heide is their education outreach manager. And they funded us with several INSPIRE grants this year for our district. Um, so we got lots of money for kids to do some really cool projects we appreciate that you recognize the great things our teachers are doing and will help us by funding those those projects so thank you so much you can find our podcast school buzz on our district webpage or on soundcloud eventually we'll get it on some other platforms so you can subscribe to it our next podcast is called why teach and we'll be be talking to three teachers from across our district who have different levels and experiences of teaching and have them explain why they went into teaching and what they love about it. Stay tuned for our children from Sierra playing Simple Gifts under the direction of Kelly Stock.